Hey Light Anglers, today is March 17th. My name is Jack and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to re- leave a five-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show. Here on The Light Angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of the show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the word of God. All right, y'all. Today's exciting. <laughs> we have a special guest on the show. Uh, that special guest is none other than my wonderful wife, Mrs. Uh, Kia Schrader. How are you, ma'am? I'm fine, but you're a weirdo. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. I mean, we, we, we're both weirdos, so it's fine. We live in a trailer, Kia. <laughs> That's true. That mm-hmm. is true. So while I was looking for a story today, uh, as is the norm, uh, Kia was helping me look for a story as well. As and, is uh, the norm. As is the norm. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, she found some. I didn't like them. I found one. And she's like, well, this one's really good, too. I was like, well, maybe you should come on the show and do your own story. And I said no, because I sound like a clown. Okay. So she sounds fine, but anyway, uh, so she's going to do her own story today. So, um, but I'm going to go first just to, you know, break the ice and get mine out of the way. Save so. the best for last. That's right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so as y'all know, gas prices are still high. There's still a war going on and uh, the world is just a crazy place. So uh, my story actually takes us back a good, you know, 60 or so years Um, And it's actually a good story. So this is from Fox News. Tuskegee Airmen honored for win that was ignored ignored during a service. So out out of all the things Lieutenant Colonel James Harvey could have asked for in life, all he wanted was recognition for a military win that went ignored during his time of service. Wish of a Lifetime from AARP stepped up to help the 98-year-old war veteran get that recognition he and his teammates deserve for their history-making Air Force Top Gun win from 1949. Harvey's participation and win are now acknowledged alongside his teammates, Captain Temple, First Lieutenant Stewart, and an alternate member, First Lieutenant Alexander, were etched onto a recognition plaque which went above the trophy at the Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas on January 13th, 2022. It started in the first quarter of 1949, Harvey told Fox News during a video call. The chief of staff of the newly formed United States Air Force, so the request went out to all the fighter groups in the U.S. that there were to have weapons competitions between each fighter group and between each squadron and age group and between each pilot and each fighter squad. He continued, and they were to pick their three high scorers to represent air fighters at the first ever Top Gun weapons meet to be held on June of 1949 at Las Vegas Air Force Base, which is now Nellis. Harvey represented the 99th Fighter Squadron within the Air Force's 332nd Fighter Group, a segregated unit where the nation's first African-American pilots gained their combat fighter wings or flight wings during World War II. Air fighters in the 332nd became known as the Tuskegee Airmen. Harvey recalls feeling good when he was chosen as one of the members for the Air Force's inaugural Top Gun competition. On competition day, Harvey Temple and Stewart 
were tested on their aerial skills. The trio completed complex maneuvers with D-47 aircraft, which was heavier than the other planes that were flown by their fellow competitors. It was obsolete, but it was still a good airplane, Harvey said, while noting that the 332nd fighter group made use of the D-47 since the aircraft hadn't been used for its original purpose since World War II came to a close sooner than expected. The trio earned high marks and won the Top Gun competition. Their celebration was short-lived, however, because the trophy mysteriously disappeared after it was announced that the 332nd fighter group won. The Air Force Almanac, an annual magazine that highlights the military branch's achievements and developments, listed the 1949 Top Gun winners as unknown. Talking about messed up. That's some... Mm. Yeah, yeah. The record was corrected in 1993 when Stuart Harvey's teammate presented documentation to the Air Force that proved a 332nd fighter group participated and won. Now it says 332nd fighter group, but that was 40 plus years later, Harvey said. In 2004, their Top Gun trophy was finally found in a storage location at the National Museum of the U.S. Air Force in Ohio by Zeely Rainey Orr, who was the president of Atlanta's Tuskegee Airmen chapter at the time. The trophy was put on display at the Nellis Air Force Base, where it was first won all those years ago. While Harvey was grateful for the trophy's recovery, he wished the display had a recognition plaque for the 332nd Fighter Group's contribution, and that's exactly what he asked for when Wish of a Lifetime from AARP contacted him in April of 2021. Rajane McNamara, a wish fulfillment specialist with the unique AARP program, told Fox News that she learned of Harvey's story from the Tuskegee Airmen chapter in Colorado. McNamara and her team worked to organize a recognition ceremony where a plaque would be raised to acknowledge the 332nd Fighter Group as the Air Force's first ever weapons meet winner. Why was this so important? Things weren't too good in back in those days, Harvey told Fox News. Everything was segregated in a way. We, as a race of people, did not have the ability to do anything, and so we were out to prove that we could win this thing, and we did. Tob Wagenlander, executive director of Wish of a Lifetime, uh, said the Wish Fulfillment Program is honored. It had the chance to help Harvey. We are honored to have the plaque uh, a part, played a part in helping Lieutenant Colonel Harvey realize his lifelong dream and right this wrong after so many years. Wagenlander wrote Fox News. We, with this wish and others like it, we hope to shift the way society views and values our oldest generations by fulfilling their dreams and sharing their stories to inspire those of all ages. Uh, when asked if he has any advice for someone who is trying to gain recognition for an overlooked achievement, Harvey said, don't give up, continue to pursue it, do what you have to do to get the recognition that you deserve. So that's a pretty good story, man. You know, it's sad that you know, things were the way they were and still in some places are today. It's even sadder that it takes so long, 60 years, just to put somebody's rightful name on a plaque. That's when it's called janked up, Jack. Okay, it's janked up. Thank you, ma'am. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good job. So <laughs> I thought that was an interesting story. I thought that was important to, you know, it's an important story to be told because while we should not be focusing on, you know, where we came up short in the past. Right. Uh, we should also not forget where we came from Absolutely. and at all times focus on moving forward. So that was my two cents for today's show. What do you have, ma'am? Well, I'm just going to say yours was actually really good. Um, but mine is dad was an atheist who hated Christians until 
He felt God's love as his two-year-old's life ended. Now, Where, where'd you get that from? What's the website? It's called God Updates. Oh. Yeah. So, I see where this is going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm better. <laughs> okay. So that's where that's going. But anyways, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to just do the highlights of it because it's kind of long, but you'll get the gist of it. If you've ever had doubts about heaven or God, or if God exists, then you'll want to know about Darren Ham's story. What should have obliterated Darren's faith and his family has forever changed them. Darren, a dad who was an atheist, hated Christians until he felt God's love as his two-year-old's life ended. Darren thought Christians were not only gullible and inauthentic, but also corrupt. If he could have ever shouted from the rooftops that God didn't exist, he would have. He went on, or I'm sorry, he went out of his way to ensure strangers knew of his beliefs and his opinions. Yet more and more, he professed his beliefs in, in the angry... Eh, sorry, let's try that again. Yet the more he professed his beliefs, the angrier he became. At one point... He would get into regular altercations with complete strangers. Darren's wife said it was like Darren walked around with a constant chip on his shoulder. And eventually, his behavior started pushing his wife away too. When Jennifer turned to God, Darren would tease her that she was chasing the invisible man. But when it came to his children, he didn't have a problem parenting. Especially after Darren and his wife Jennifer finally welcomed their son Griffin into the world after seven years of trying to conceive. Griffin was a bright light in the dark world. He was happy, content, blonde hair, blue eyes, little miracle. But they had no idea they would only get two years of him. He was a cutie patootie. Griffin became critically ill from the flu. He was so sick that he was hospitalized. His parents assumed that he would be getting the best care possible and that Griffin would, be, would recover. Instead, four days later, the doctors told Darren and his wife Jennifer that all they could do was to make their son comfortable as possible. They were given the, par- the news that no parent ever expects. Griffin was brain dead. Hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm going to jump down... Um, because like I said, it's a lot, but they came in and they, um, said that here, spend time with your son. They gave him 24 hours to be in the room with, with their little boy. And he was upset. He didn't know what he could do to comfort his son. He's like, I'm a grown man. I can't do anything, but he wasn't able to comfort him at all. And so then he realized a heartbreaking moment. I am not man enough. I can't even come comfort my own son with 14 hours left he gathered what little strength he had and reached down to give his son a handshake and what happened next changed darren's heart and filled his spirit this is the awesome part y'all it is as darren went to give his son a handshake something incredible took place right there at that moment i was gone like lifted out of my body gone i was traveling with him he was ahead of me and he was looking back at me. He had his right hand behind him and my left hand was holding his hand. We were traveling. It felt so fast, but it wasn't like when. I couldn't I could only see blue and there was a communication happening with me. I would get lots of information from what it seems like the atmosphere. 
Darren recalls the experience vividly. I experienced the love of God. He was everywhere. He was the blue that I saw totally encompassing me. I could see the things that I had done in my life, the things that were good decisions, or I should say the things I thought were good decisions, but weren't. I could see the decisions that made me do the wrong thing because perspective was which, oh, good gracious. Let's try that again, people. I could see the business decisions that I had made that were wrong because the perspective with which I made them had been selfish. Darren Ham continued sharing his story. I was supposed to be my brother's keeper. I didn't take care of the people I should have. I felt that God had said he put those people in my life for me to take care of them, but I hadn't. I could see things play out that God had shown me in a very peaceful and loving way, not a critical way. It was harsh, but loving at the same time. Everything made sense. I could see eternity and see it precisely. It was to be outside of time. Darren explained that he was given a choice as he heard his young son say, Daddy, may I stay? It was a yes or no question. I knew I could not say no. That would have been that he would be alive when I got back. It was clear. But you know what I said? I said, well, beyond. You could stay. I said, wow, son. Of course you can stay. That moment, Darren responded to his son's question. Darren found himself back in the hospital, and he instantly knew that his son was in the loving arms of Jesus. Hmm. And I'm going to stop right there. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you got to go on a little bit. Uh, now is, is the old man, is he a Christian now? What's he oh, doing? Yeah, oh, yeah. He right. is, I mean, that's all he preaches about now is the mysterious love of Christ. You yeah. know, how he was this... <clears throat> this big atheist person who didn't believe in anything. And then his reality was rocked, you know, harder than he would ever imagine. But did you do your scripture already? No, not yet. Oh, okay, cool. Cause yeah. It, yeah. I want you to do your scripture. It goes along well with that. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. It says a new heart. will I give you and a new spirit. I will put within you and I will take away a stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. There you go. That's awesome. So I, I'm always, I'm not poo-pooing the story y'all, but Whatever. I'm always, I'm always skeptical of stories. Well, I love stories like this and it's, you know, awesome when this happens to people and we've experienced, you know, these miracles ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, but it's still always, you know, there's always that part in the back of Jack's head, which probably shouldn't be there. And it's like, Hmm. You know, when I shouldn't do that. But the fact of the matter is things like this happen. And That's it's your green eye. <laughs> You're just jealous. It's, I don't think I'm jealous. jealous I don't ever want to lose a child. Well, no, you don't want to lose a child, but you <clears throat> want that experience too. That's well, I think, yeah, maybe we all want to have an experience like that. We all want to experience a miracle. I mean. I experience I, miracles every day. I gave you three children. Okay. <laughs> and You're I right. married you. It's <laughs> not a miracle. It is. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome that, you know, God, he works on these relationships with us to an individual level to each one of us in our own way, in our own time. 
And this guy, he had wanted nothing to do with Jesus to the point where he was, you know, making fun of everybody. Yeah. Going out of his way to to make sure people knew how he felt about it. It was, you know, it's almost like, you know, Paul, you know, he he goes through. um, And so, you know, it's always interesting how everyone's, you know, walk is different and what brings us to Christ. Unfortunately, not everyone has a moment in their life that is, you know, a huge flashing sign in front of your face, you know, with Jesus telling you to come to him. Right. Um, so it's a challenge. That's what the rest of us are for. That's what the church is for, to help, you know, ensure that people are getting... Beat it in them, Jack. Not, beat it no, in them. we're not beating people. Oh, my but, bad. To, but to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to know who Jesus is and have that relationship with them. So that's very good, man. Thank you for bringing that story to us. Thank you for the scripture. You're welcome. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. So my uh, my scripture going back to the Tuskegee Airmen and all that stuff. I actually have a few scriptures. Um, oh wait, we're doing that because I got a few too. Then <laughs> that's not fair. You got one, I got one. Well, you missed your opportunity. No, I didn't because I can read right here Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Well, it sounds like you already started. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, and I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and then I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and I will give them new flesh. Hey, y'all just repeated what you just said. Don't blame. Hey, don't blame. It. That's Ezekiel. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> not cool, man. That's the same thing. <clears throat> All right. You can do yours. I'll okay. find another one. Thanks. So, uh, so when we're talking about, you know, uh, some of our dark past in the United States of America and everything, I always think it's very interesting. Um, how, you know, some people, even to this day, like to point to a certain culture or a certain color and, you know, say certain things like this is how they all are. Right. Just group them all together. Uh, well, I want to typical. Yeah. I want to start my scripture by saying that ignorance and fools have no color. <laughs> you know, those those two things, uh, they don't care. They <laughs> sure know? don't. Uh-uh. I've I've traveled many many miles and i've seen many many people and i can tell you that there's an equal amount of ignorant white folk asians you name it met a couple today yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so anyway what is it what does the bible tell us though about you know looking at you know a certain group of people genesis 127 says that so god created mankind in his own image in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So every person in this world that has come and is to come was created by God. All right? That's it. All We are all God's creation. Yes. All right? We're in his image. Hebrews twelve fourteen says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Mm. All right? Right there, it's telling us. You know, we have to, you know, go above and beyond to make peace with everyone. It's telling you God don't like ugly Jack. That's exactly what he's saying. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And finally, in Romans 3.23, it just brings it all together and says we're all all the same. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All right. So you want to put yourself above a certain race or a certain group of people. Well... That's that's impossible. Sorry. That's impossible. It's just how it is. No one's better than the other. Exactly right. Exactly right. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome, sir. Appreciate you being on the show. I know you did. Got tired of talking to myself sometimes. You do it with the dog. Okay. (laughs) Pray with me, (laughs) y'all.
Pray with me. <laughs> Father God, thank you for this day and thank you for your word. Somehow, as clear as your word is on how we are to view and treat one another, we have managed to twist and turn it in so many ways that at times we fail to see one another even as human. I pray you will help us all place one another above ourselves. Help us work towards a future that focuses on character above color and a future where you are the focus for us all. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness.